You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 228, for the week of Wednesday, the 6th of July, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... John. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by... This is what happens when I don't... What's it? What the pop culture superstar. Five, four, three. This episode is brought to you by the pop culture superstore, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the Miko Star Trek The Motion Picture 3 and 3 quarter Kirk and Spock, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Four Horsemen's Mythic Legions. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Spiffing. Ah, that was just rude. Man, I, th- there's just no honor amongst podcasters, is there? I didn't say I, it last week. Oh, I've got, I got nothing now. I don't, yeah. I don't know how I am. <laughs> I don't know how to take it. I, <laughs> well, Everything I'll, I know is just, I, oh, I can't even. <laughs> Well, look, I'll give you a moment to collect yourself, and I'll call on John first, seeing as he, you know, um, he's spiffing, apparently. So, besides being spiffing, how are you? Are you just experiencing other people's emotions and feelings, or...? Yeah, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I, I, you know me. I'm I'm a robot, so I have to use other people's <laughs> emotions and stuff. <laughs> What's been happening? Um, there was anger this week whenever we had a conference call at work. It was like a big corporate presentation thing and everybody in the immediate vicinity of me decided to use their speakerphone to listen to it mm. so yeah it was uh five minutes of you know how when you join a conference call it has that little tone that it plays oh my gosh mm. all you heard for five minutes were people joining that call oh my gosh. and all of the speakerphones were like about a half a second off from each other so it had this weird echo <laughs> wow. fantastic so it's a um <coughs> excuse me. So it's an open plan office, obviously. No, we're in cubes. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we have um like we're mostly open plan. I'm in a office that's off the open plan area, but everyone can hear you know, everything. And we have a loud talker. Mm. Um I have who, one of those two. Uh, who is who is actually like one of my favorite people. Um, but he, he's just a loud talker. And so, you know, often when he's having like a conversation, we have, we have, you know, a Skype for a business running in the background mm. and there's just this whole like sharing of make him shut up memes. And I've got this, <laughs> I've got this great one, great little picture of a little kid, you know, covering his ears and looking really, sad and pained by whatever noise he's hearing and I usually use that one. And then <laughs> and then his his latest trick is that he dropped his mobile phone and so it only works on speaker. Oh. Oh good, good. Yeah. 
so when he gets a call, we have like we have rooms that you can go into when you make a call, right? So, but if he's doing something, then he needs his computer. Then it is a bit hard. I understand that. Like even though I have an office, because all the walls are so thin, I usually go to one of those rooms if I've got a long phone call. Yeah. Um, because we've got you know like ridiculously thin walls. My boss and I can talk to each other through the through the walls. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, um, our loud talker has a stand-up desk, one of those desks that goes up and down. Oh yeah, and and when I, I he's standing up, you can, you know, you can hear it pretty well. I really want one of those. Yeah, they're actually becoming quite common where I work. They're actually eventually planning to make every desk like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, as, a, as an OHAS thing. I, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> it would help with you know, um, zits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, particular yeah. problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So besides that, anything else interesting happening in the John life? Uh, we went to the mall last night. That was about the extent of it. Woo! Yeah. Boy. Apparently, apparently there's no more gap at our mall. It's very oh. disappointed. Yeah. Oh, we've never had gaps. So. No. no. Just um, gaps in teeth for Collingwood supporters. But other than that, <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry. It's a um, football team in the Australian... Uh, uh, yeah, Australian football league which is where i live and it's notorious for having a very um working class sort of fan base so hmm. it's a bit of a, a terrible joke really <laughs> yeah. yeah we have some of those kind of jokes around here yeah actually my, my sister um the very first time that she came to australia as an adult so this is going you know back quite a number of years now she brought her like a friend with her and they did some traveling. We were living in Canberra at the time and they went off to Melbourne and they wanted to do Melbourne things. And, you know, we said, oh, we'll go, go to an AFL game. Like that all, you know, that's very Melbourne. And so they went and saw um, Collingwood versus North Melbourne at Etihad Stadium, which is like 90,000 people. And my sister actually rang me from the match and said, I'm just ringing to say goodbye because <laughs> I feel like we're not going to make it out of here alive because <laughs> this is very intense. And the people that are, we are sitting around are really scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, are they all like dressed in black and white and, you know, not very many teeth. And she was like, yes, what do we do? <laughs> I said, just cheer for the black and white team. Don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> try and blend in best you can. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben, yes. How, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm what's good. happening? Uh, I'm enjoying a, a fine evening of talking toys with with you, good chaps. While my uh, better half is entertaining a couple of friends in the other room, and they are watching the federal election results. Oh my goodness! While drinking wine, and I just yeah. Mm. Why? Yeah. Oh, they're fascinated with politics. Okay. Yeah, they they they're in jobs where it's uh, you know part of what they do every day, so they're a lot more interested in than I am. <laughs> so, but other than that, it's been pretty good. Mrs. Nerd's a political junkie like that too. Yeah, you put yours. We we watch yours because of the cringe factor. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> To say that, and I, I like how the Australian political commentators and the media, etc., they talk about 
you know, it's a really long election lead up, you know, the campaign, it's eight weeks. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. That is. Yeah. Yeah. You, the one thing, the only thing I'm going to miss from the election being over is I have a very good friend who is a cameraman for one of our major news stations and he has been, you know, in the um, – uh, scrum here of uh, tra- mm. traveling with the the candidates etc and he his facebook during this time is just fantastic because it's like all these funny little snippets and <laughs> you know just little observations and mm. things of mm. what's actually happening along the way which is really um amusing um so that's the only thing i'm gonna that i'm sad about about this being over is just seeing you know <laughs> yeah it's not much getting, else though except the result of course but uh well it's well. just you know which which set of clowns gets to be the clowns in charge for the next that's right yeah, that's pretty right. much yeah i took a uh, a government class in college and you know you'd think that that would go one way or the other and the guy that taught it actually did a very good job of teaching this is the mechanics of it yeah and and not revealing really who his party was. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he was very good about that. So it was it was kind of a cool. And he would bring in because it was an election year when I took it. He would bring in local candidates, but he might bring in one party one week and then the other party the next week. Oh, that's good to, to talk very to the balanced. class. Yeah, so very balanced. Yeah, so so it was pretty cool to. But you could ask him the same questions and see the gauge their responses and stuff. So it was, it was a cool class. Hey. One of my favorite non-engineering classes I took, actually. Excellent. Very good. Mm. What about you, Mr. Scotty? What else has been happening? Well, um, I have a – I, I want to know how I became so old that I have a child that's old enough to go overseas mm. without me. Unattended. Yeah. And and just as I was saying that, literally, I just got a text message uh, from her saying, hey, in Cambodia having dinner, do we know who won the election yet? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to reply and say, you are such a nerd. Can you, can you type louder? These old eyes are... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, she's having an amazing time um, and uh, such a good experience, but it's just kind of really freaky thinking, wow, my my baby... Mm-hmm. Is like you know, I, I'm I'm I've been extremely jealous because the last two days they've been in Singapore, which is one of my favorite places in the world, and so all of her little posts and pictures there have caused jealousy. <laughs> um, so now that she's in Cambodia, I don't feel quite so jealous. Well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's the that's the whole point of the experience. So all good. Excellent. Yeah, other than that, just a kind of worky week for me. We're hiring at the moment because we're expanding, um, and, oh, it's exhausting. <laughs> I, fi- I don't know. I find interviewing people really exhausting because – It is. It is. You, like, you know, I y- – you really engage with them. You know, like I, I think I'm the kind of person where my nature is that I'm always working out you know, what's likable about people. And yeah. I think it comes from being a teacher and I always saw it as my job as a teacher is to find the likable qualities in kids. Like it's not a, um, if, if, if colleagues ever said to me, I don't like that kid, you know, I'd say to them, well, that's a luxury that you're not actually afforded. 
You know, like mm. it's not – no one wins from that. That's not okay. Like every kid's got likable things, and I guess I believe that about people. So you end up, you know, trying to picture people in the job and that sort of thing, and, yeah, it's exhausting. So. It is. Mm. It is, especially when you're interviewing them and they're – giving you these answers that are, you know, they're starting to pick up steam and they're heading in the right direction and then they start to falter and you're just sitting on the oh, other no. side of the table rooting for them going, you're so close. You can do it. <laughs> that's right. You can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what I think we're actually, we found some really good people. Like we need three. So, um, but, you know, in a small business, it's kind of, it's not like, okay, we need people for these really defined roles and um, job descriptions it's more like you know we need three people that you know we know the basics of what when they are going to do but we need them to bring stuff and mm. so it's a yeah but no it's been really good very exciting but um my baby is in cambodia and i'm a bit freaked out <laughs> yeah. well, we expect that how's place. how's mom doing with that uh good so um they're actually my uh beloved and other offspring are on school holidays at the moment, so they're actually um, visiting her mum, and so mm. they're having a very nice time um, because she lives somewhere much sunnier than here. Um, <laughs> so um, I think that's that's good, and I th- they'll be all into um, watching all the election stuff tonight because uh, my mother-in-law is very much into that. So I chatted to them earlier, and um, yeah, and she she's um. They've got a Facebook group for the trip. Like it's a closed group that mm. the kids and the parents are in. So um, they're posting stuff there. So you kind of know what's happening. And so, and, and obviously, even though she's in Cambodia, she's still got um, internet access. So, yeah, it's not, um, it's not like when I came to Australia when I was 21 and you know, it was like, go to the post office, buy an aerogram. <laughs> right, right in it, and then wait a month. Yeah, you know, yeah. and phone calls maybe once a month because it was really expensive. Yes, and a huge delay, and it just felt so far away. Like I remember, yeah. probably the first six months I was here, every phone call that I had with my parents ended with my mum just in tears because you know it was just like so far away. On the other side, <laughs> of- yeah. yeah. And now they just stalk me on Facebook and know everything I'm doing, even when I don't want them to. So, <laughs> that's right. <okay. laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Well, I think I'll, I'll distract myself from, from that real-life stuff by talking about toys, okay? Huzzah! Sure. Cool, let's do some news. Yahoo! It's me, Beetlejuice! So Adam, check out my great new house! The Vanishing Doll! Scary! Each sold separately. Just lie down inside and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! Even smell! I'm scary! Go! Now, back to normal. Beetlejuice. Like it? Makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome phantom flyer. A real scare on wheels. Great for on the ground or in the air frights. Pop wheelies. Ah! Give also a lift. Am I the ghost with the most or what? Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news isn't all the news. It's just the things that have caught our eye and that we're interested in. Obviously, in the lead up to San Diego Comic Con, a lot of companies are either revealing their exclusives for the uh, con or just revealing their stuff and not waiting. Um, So, Ben, you've got the first set, which covers uh, probably both of those things. Indeed I have. Uh, And I think 
probably it's just because things are leaking out all the time that they just go ahead and release it before the leaks eventually get out and spoil it anyway. But uh, one of the ones that many of us have been keen on, me especially, has been news of Hasbro's Star Wars Black. Uh, there's been some interesting exclusives over the years, and uh, this year is looking pretty cool, actually. And the first bit of news is that the Star Wars Celebration uh, event in Europe is going to have an exclusive which features uh, a new version of the 6-inch Kylo Ren figure. And uh, we talked about this a while ago. I think it might have been in relation more to the Hot Toys, but someone mentioned that there's probably going to be a re a redo of the Kylo Ren figures to include an unmasked head. Uh, and that's exactly what they've done for this particular event. We have mm. a Kylo Ren featuring... I, I presume he actually has his helmet, but this particular promo shot shows the uh, Mr. Driver's head. Uh, so we actually see his portrait as opposed to the helmet. Uh, probably the same figure just re-released, but there's a couple of additional bonuses, and they are a replica of Darth Vader's helmet in, uh, well, it's not looking too good. It's looking uh, pretty... <laughs> Sad. Yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's the melted uh, Vader helmet that we saw in Episode 7. And it also comes with a pretty nifty stand that features uh, a First Order banner. So a couple of pretty cool little accessories there. You know, they actually did a really good job of avoiding toilers for that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is why, obviously, it's taken quite a while to see any Adam Driver likeness stuff um, Mm. because, you know, I think that the work that is required these days to actually keep a secret um, is uh, pretty phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, we know 70% of those spoilers tend to come via Lego, um, ah, yeah. <laughs> so they did well there. Yeah. But the other bit of news is that the San Diego Comic-Con uh, uh, exclusive has been revealed, and it is Obi-Wan. Now, this is Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan, from Episode 4, and uh, Obi-Wan comes with a few extras, and it is, uh, well, it's a probably one-inch tall hologram of Leia. So this is obviously that scene where they're at uh, Ben's place and Obi-Wan projects the image of Leia. It comes with a little sort of um, coffee table, if they have coffee, um, and a few sort of little adornments that go with it, and it comes with a couple of lightsabers. So it's not only uh, Ben's lightsaber but also the um, lightsaber that he gives to Luke. So now before you all go and panic and start sending the prices up on eBay, I highly suspect that this Ben Kenobi figure, like Boba Fett, etc., will come out in a future wave, probably just sands the uh, coffee table and hologram. So, But both very nice. I like them. I I wonder if that hologram is from a three and three quarter figure, though, where they've reused it, maybe. Um, Yeah. Because there have been a couple of different ones come out with her, I want to say. That looks pretty good. looks a lot like the one that came with the R2-D2 sideshow. Um, Like, you know, in terms of the little hologram thing, he came with something like that, but that would have been a lot bigger than this, I assume. I really wish on the Kylo side they would have came with a pedestal to put the helmet on instead of that stand. Mm. Yeah, because I hate it when they come with an accessory that's like you know you just like they've got it shown it's just sitting on the you know yep. ground in front of him. Mm. Mm. What do you uh, do I can with confirm. 
it does actually come with his normal helmet too. So that's very the cool. The Kylo Ren helmet. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm liking it. Me too. I think um, that it's a. Uh, I, I think probably the the Ben one is not so much of a stress in terms of oh no this is an exclusive I'm never going to get this because like you said this will come out. Um, I do wonder whether or not the unmasked Kylo Ren would get another release. Um, yeah. But, you know, but the most of these things are really exclusive in name only, and mm-hmm. particularly if you are prepared to be patient um, with a lot of the Hasbro and Mattel sort of stuff, um, it doesn't actually stay expensive for long. Sorry, not talking Marvel Legends here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Marvel Legends, if you really want the exclusive, then you need to be freaking out and saving um, for it. But most of the things, not so much. Yeah. Oh, look, it's good. I mean, I, I'm obviously looking forward to a lot of the news that comes out of San Diego. Uh, Star Wars Black is pretty high on my list after Marvel Legends. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're getting there. Like, if uh, if Obi-Wan is coming, then I'm hoping we're not far off Tusken Raiders and uh, maybe, a, you know, a 112 scale land speeder, et cetera. So. Oh, gosh, that'd be cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, well, moving on, and Chronicle Collectibles, which are uh, cruising along nicely, producing uh, various pieces based on Hollywood licenses, uh, continuing with their Terminator license, and they have produced an interesting one. Uh, This is a bust of Arnie as the T-800 Terminator, but um, while it looks like a young Arnie and it looks like it's from Terminator, it's actually from Terminator Genesis. So, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the latest Terminator film, um, <laughs> there is a very, very clever sequence at the beginning of the film that features uh, a tie-in to the original film. And so, this bust is based on that particular version of Arnie. Um, and it's, a, it's an interesting bust because it's... Well, he's not wearing much, and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Arnold's nipples feature prominently on this bust, and oh, once you see them, you can't unsee them. Um, but look, you know, there's no disputing who it is. It's a, it's a nice sculpt. It looks like Arnold. Um, and Chronicle have actually mentioned that there will be a battle-damaged version coming along. Um, so if you would prefer something like that, you might want to hold off. Uh, you're looking about $350 for a, a half-scale bust. Great likeness. Mm. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you say likeness, um, you know, this particular license likeness in the film is actually uh, entirely computer-generated. So um, they they sort of try and replicate a scene from the original Terminator and instead mm-hmm. of getting a, an actor, they actually CGI it. So this is a CGI young Arnold. Okay. All right. How, how are you guys dealing with the armless part? <laughs> That's not too bad. <laughs> For, at this, <clears throat> excuse me, at this scale, it doesn't bother me so much, honestly. Mm. Um, it's the smaller ones where I don't really like the arms. I don't really like the lack of arms, <clears throat> the armlessness. <laughs> yeah, this just looks a little odd where the arms are, just because it looks like it's you know big flat space. Looks like yeah, there's some yeah. texture there or something. Yeah. I get that. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Pardon me. Moving along, my next bit of news is going to be a little bit of controversy between hosts, but mm. uh, some news this week of a new sideshow 
premium format scale statue in uh, their DC line. So it's been a while since we had much news here. And this one came out and went up for pre-order very quickly within the same week. In fact, I think in a matter of days, um, this one was announced and was available. And we are getting Black Canary, and it is classic Black Canary. Hooray! Um, I'm, I'm loving the fact that uh, these guys are really sticking to their guns and, and producing classic material. I know there's been a few sort of variances with Catwoman, etc. But, um, yes, I was very pleased that uh, Black Canary is getting a look in. Um, she's going to cost you $450, US which is about standard these days, and she's out roughly middle of 2017. <clears throat> and, Scott, you're not sold. Uh, look, I mean, I will definitely be buying this because I love this character and I love the line. I just the, – the pose for me is not uh, – I'm disappointed with it because I think that, um, you know, it is a – it's a very kind of coquettish, sexy sort of um, thing that also, uh, I don't know. It, I, I prefer female characters portrayed as strong and intelligent and not just as sex objects, basically. Well, see, I, I'm obviously looking at this statue completely different to you. Yep. Um, I'm seeing this as... Uh, I mean, the base is actually quite nice. It's made up of rubble, uh, as if a brick wall has been destroyed. Uh, and I'm seeing this as a, you know, as a, a mirror of what we would normally see with Black Canary. So she's just used her canary cry to, you know, take out some bad guys, destroy a wall or whatever. But to me, she's not, um, you know, doing the sexy thing. She's actually holding her finger up to her lips, doing the shush. Oh, yeah, no, no, I get that. I, I, no, I, I, I do get that, and I think that partly the angle um, of the, the original photo that I saw, you know, didn't communicate that as well. And so I do now that I see the full thing, I get it. It's really it's the bent over hand on hip, um, ass stuck out um, mm. thing that, and you know, I would really challenge you to find many sideshow. Um, previews of male characters that show as many rear shots as <laughs> this does, and my goodness, um, her outfit is riding up her um, crack something horrible. You know, I just so like I, it's it's posed in a really sexualized way, um, mm. and so yeah. Do you want me to pose like that later and send you a picture? Uh, no, thank you. Well. Um, <laughs> Well, you can send it's it to not written in, in, into any contracts anywhere. Um, okay. I'm actually going to be really interested to see how they pull off the mixed media. I'm trying to work out whether her her sort of corsety bustier thing, the black leather, whether that's actually material, and she's wearing her sort of short jacket as well, uh, and if that is actually sort of faux leather as well. I, I think, like for a you know a statue, like a one six scale statue, or something this sort of pose I wouldn't be so fussed with, but obviously a premium format, like this is it. If I buy this, I'm not buying another black canary premium format. And I think the chances of, you know, her getting one or, or another one would be pretty slim. Mm. Um, and so you kind of think, well, this is it. And, you know, it's a bit of a, um, uh, I don't know. I just, mm. I'm not, I, I, I love the costume that they've chosen. I'm so yeah. thrilled yeah. with that. It's fantastic. Um, you know, they've got the, the gloves that are the you know the fingerless gloves that are a little bit more modern, um, yeah. but the outfit 
has has definitely got a lot of classic in it, and that's great. And obviously, yeah. you know, it's a however they sculpt it, um, it's going to be sexy because she is. But I think that um, you know, this it's the same. I don't feel as strongly about this as I do about the Adam Hughes Batgirl dropping the Batarang and She Hulk dropping the um, briefcase thing, um, but it's almost that that's the vibe I get from it. That's what I'm talking about. You know, though, I think in person, because you're going to be displaying this where you're going to see her face, I don't think that's is going to be as big an issue. Mm. Yeah, no, you're right. And, if and, you, you know, if you see her from behind, it's a different issue, but yeah. I think because you'll be displaying it from the front, I think it'd be less noticeable mm. that way. I'll be very curious how they actually pull off the fishnets. Cause I know one of the things you've mentioned quite a few times in the past, Scott, with different, uh, different pieces that feature black canary that one of the the downsides to having actual fishnets is that really horrid seam up the back but based on the promo shots they seem to have eliminated that oh well i mean i think that that's um it's just laziness you know and um and and sloppy work because you you know you cut those seams off there so it's just when they don't with the smaller ones and obviously it is fiddlier work with the action figures because it's smaller, mm. but you know, you, there is a big seam there and then you cut it off so that it's a, yeah, yeah. you know, a narrower thing. So, yeah. Um, the, one thing I think that's worth noting here is that the exclusive is a poster. Um, very odd, isn't it? Yeah. And that, cause when I first saw this, I thought, okay, I don't like this, but because the hands in the air there, I'm imagining, a swap out canary cry head or mm, you know, something mm. um, that, you know, would have worked really well. Um, but I think this price point with actually no exclusive pieces, um, I'm quite surprised by. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah one thing. Figure I, the, the choker, she'd have a good opportunity for that too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was actually surprised that this is sculpted by Pablo Vigiano, who I think is one of the Gore Group guys. But um, I took one look at the face on this and just assumed that it was Mark Newman. But um, huh. I, I fired off a message to Mark and he said that he had no, did not work on this piece at all. So there you go. Um what uh, following up from this piece, we also got a sneak of the next premium format statue that's coming, and it is Huntress. Yay! Which is pretty darn cool. So we're we're getting that birds of prey thing happening. Looking strong and powerful, by the way. Oh. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, hang on, you haven't seen from you know from the the stomach down yet. Could, no, no, I know. She could have her butt sticking out yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that'll be interesting one to see what they do uh, in terms of an exclusive because she looks like she's got a pistol crossbow in each hand. Yeah. Um, which I, I, it's actually I, normal. She only uses the one, so I'm yeah. hoping that there's an alternative. I'm getting a very um, Jim Lee hush huntress yeah. from just what I'm seeing there. Yeah. Oh, look, I think most of her costumes have been pretty good, so it's oh, yeah. a win-win. But um all right, well, moving on to even more Sideshow news, and uh, we've actually had the solicitation for the next in the Sideshow Collectibles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles statue line. So this is that line of uh, sort of hyper-realistic turtles. Well, I guess if, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were real, um, they would probably look a lot like this. This is that... Um, 
uh, rendition where they have a slightly beaked kind of nose, um, very, very detailed skin. The, uh, the paint on these is just amazing. I think if they can replicate that in the final factory pieces, um, it'll be impressive indeed. Now, these are actually a smaller scale. They certainly aren't sort of quarter scale, and the price would indicate that. You're looking at about um, 350 bucks, and he'll be out roughly the same time as Black Canary, so middle of next year. I'm really digging these. Yeah, very good. And you know, this seems a little obvious with the head. Is there a swap-out head for this? doesn't appear to be a swap-out anything. Huh. He seems to be who he is. I don't even see any swap-out hands for different weapons or anything like that. So, But um, he's hunched over and about 14 and a half inches high, so that would kind of imply that he's probably about one-fifth scale. So, yeah, very nice. That's my news. Well, I guess that brings it up to me, right? And it Bandai does. has uh, announced their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, and I'm looking at some of these and I do not understand <laughs> why they are exclusive because um, they say they have a limited edition Tokyo vinyl Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie Red Ranger so this is the movie version um, looks kind of like a uh, you know like a pop vinyl yep. stylized um, you know it's, it's it's definitely one of those little vinyl figure things uh, 25 bucks 500 pieces so you know if you're a Power Rangers fig collector um, you might want to grab that one and I bet they don't last real long yeah it says limited quantities each day so at only 500 it's not going to be a whole lot each day so mm-hmm. not too bad looking figure very chunky yeah you know, very chunky and angular and Is they follow translucent the, sorry I, I don't know he looks a bit translucent I think so oh, okay maybe it's just the um one picture there what, um yeah. what what is actually quite interesting um uh, you know i've been lucky enough to go to san diego comic con and outside of the big two, Mattel and um, and Hasbro, um, I actually found most of the places that had exclusives didn't have enormous lines. So, you know, if this is the sort of thing you are after uh, and you are going to the show, I think so long as you made your way to the Bandai booth, you won't find yourself having to stand in line for hours uh, or anything like that. So yeah. you definitely got a good chance of getting one if it is actually what you want because I know um, when I wanted the NECA, uh, exclusive Predator that was there the year that I went. Um, I just walked straight up to the NECA booth and purchased one. There was no line at all. Wow. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, following up with that, they have a limited edition Legacy Collection, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Red Ranger. Um, this is the one that I was looking at and I was trying to figure out because they actually have you know these type figures out in stores right now and I do not understand what the exclusive part of this is. Um, so somebody might have to fill me in on this one. He he does come with part of the Mighty Morphin Dino Megazord sword. Or that's what he comes with. He comes with the sword. I think the sword is the exclusive bit. Is it? Yeah, maybe it is. You, you might be correct. But I don't understand why that would be. A, you know, that's kind of disappointing if that is the exclusive. He's going to set you back 40 bucks, and there's only a 1,000 of these. So I I think you know with these companies it is a a tricky thing about how do you, you know how much an exclusive costs to make if you really do you know all new molding etc yeah. um you know so when when you're working with a 
uh, a budget that would have a, a limit to it, I think there's there are companies that can afford to, or properties that have the level of interest where the budget extends to unique molding for exclusives, etc. And then ones where really you've got to do it through the packaging and an accessory, etc. Because molding yeah. for a figure is just not there. Um, although Power Rangers, you would think that there's a fair bit that they could do with without having to do new molds. Yeah. I still don't understand why they even have exclusives. I mean, is it written into the contracts that if you're a company that produces toy and you're attending the show, you have to produce an exclusive of some description? Or I... Well, Bandai in general, those do a lot of exclusives. They do a lot of web exclusives and stuff like mm. in their figure arts line and, you know, they do some other stuff in Japan. So, um, you know, I think that's kind of second nature to them to actually do that anyway. Yeah, fair um, enough. But um, they're also having their Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy Blade Blaster. And this one's all decoed in gold, and I don't know if that, yeah, it says exclusive black and gold. So uh, if you want a gold version, this is where you'll have to get it for $150. Um I guess it's okay. That's quite neat looking. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, They have a five and a half inch figure two pack for Ladybug and Cat Noir. And I assume that's from the property Merit Miraculous, which I had known nothing about. (laughs) So um, (laughs) if you're into that, uh, they will be available there for 40 bucks for the two pack, which for a Bandai two pack, that's not too Mm. bad for an exclusive really. No, it's not. Um, a Naruto chakra color Naruto Yuza, Yuzumaki? Yuzumaki? Ben? Help. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. You're asking yes, Ben okay. for pronunciation <laughs> advice? Yeah. Um, $35. I mean, I mean Japanese pronunciation advice. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's a good looking figure, I guess. He's kind of got, looks like some, uh, what do you call that, gradient type effects going on on him. Mm-hmm. So. And then last, um, they have, and we, we may have to get together and get this for Adam, their mini compact case mascot set uh, for Sailor Moon. So, <laughs> um, this is apparently their communicator devices. I, I, I'm not a Sailor Moon watcher, so I don't know. I think that's a, a, that's a clever exclusive okay. yeah, you know, for yeah. fans of the property. If you had five, five kids, that'd be great. <laughs> 500 of them, and it's 50 bucks. So, it's 10 bucks a pop, so. That's reasonable. If you have three kids, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, oh no, who only gets one? Uh, they look cool, and they have the box that they come in is kind of cool too, where they're all lined up. Mm. It's the little pink thing, you know. I, I like it, but we'll have to see if Adam picks that up. Now, one that uh, Ben has uh, already announced his displeasure with. Uh, the six-inch DC Comics multiverse Suicide Squad movie Harley Quinn in a gown. Uh, so, this is this is Harley in a gold flapper dress, maybe. Yeah, this and she apparently has some tattoos we haven't seen before. <laughs> this is just tragic. This is just an absolute train wreck of a figure. Uh, yeah, look, there are. It's really interesting. I think that Mattel. Um, is doing so many of the characters in this movie, um, and they're already out at retail. Like I've seen people in the states posting that they found them, um, and it's just a shame that they're not very good. The figures. That's, I mean, yeah. 
Uh, this just looks like your Uncle Gordon in drag. <laughs> you know, I was in the hair color aisle at Walmart. Not for me. <laughs> I wasn't there. Wow. And, and there's actually... Were, you, were you sobbing? How long does a bottle last? <laughs> I, you know, I've got this gray patch in my goatee that you know, I need to touch up. Um, they actually, one of the companies actually made an exclusive color of the blue and released it in hair color for Harley for the movie. It's the only one that they had on the shelves that had any sort of, you know, uh, suicide squad packaging, but they had this one that had the blue and that's what this figure reminds me of. No, even the regular Harley, I think doesn't look good. Like the, yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. The head sculpt's actually not as bad, but there's something about the body, the the articulation or the way they've done it that is just bleh. Mm. I actually saw this week the three and three quarter inch uh, DC Universe uh, Nightfall Batman. Mm. And, and, and part of me was almost like, I should get that. And then I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> this this figure reminds me something that you see at the markets. You know, that that at that Chinese knockoff store where it's like yes, you know, Aven- Avengers with three R's and it's got Shrek in it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, That's what this is. Yeah. It's not good. Well, let's, let's move on from something that scares Ben to something that'll scare Eddie. <laughs> uh-uh. Is it vintage or oh, no? It's, uh, it, it's yes. This is from our good friends at Funko. This is labyrinth pop vinyls. So, um, don't listen, Eddie. We, we get the late, uh, David Bowie, as as Jareth and and he's got like I, I, some eyeshadow going on and some really funky hair for a pop vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> um trying to remember who the other ones in this line are. Uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Uncle. Uh, uh Sarah and Worm. And I'm trying to remember who Ludo. I couldn't remember his name. I have and Ludo's a super size six inch pop. Oh cool. cool. I have to admit something. I have never seen Labyrinth. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know why. I, it just was one of those I didn't end up seeing. And I, so I've never I, had the connection sure I, to it. I haven't seen it since, like, I originally saw it. Um, hmm. yeah. I think it's out on Netflix right now. I might have to go check it out. It's a good film. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But, yeah, I think Eddie will be distinctly disturbed by these. So. <laughs> I, I think he, just when you think about the age of this, he's... And his age, he's right at the prime age to be scared by that sort of stuff, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. Well, it's like I was scared by the queen in uh, um, Snow White. Oh, yeah. The oh, transformation well, thing. For good reason. Far yeah. out. First movie I ever saw in a theater hmm. that I remember. Huh. I remember going with my mom and that scene where she transforms just terrified me. Oh. Anyway, um... We're also seeing, and Eddie will probably like this one, though, a Prime, well, maybe not because of the price. Prime One Studios has shown off a Optimus Prime uh, statue, and uh, I'm imagining this boy is pretty big. Yes, he's 24 inches tall. Hooly so, dooly. Yeah. Wow. Um, LED light-up function in his head, but this is definitely looking like, you know, what you would expect a high-end Optimus Prime to look like. Um he will set you back at retail $999. Uh, so, you know, uh, he won't be cheap. Plenty and, huge, uh, too. Yeah. But, you know, he's even got the, the, the windshield wipers and, you know, just the detail on this looks 
looks pretty good. Well, Prime One are um, storming the market, aren't they? Just they're going gung ho with the and very very high end too. Not just high end, you know, sideshow premium format. They're thousand bucks plus for third scale. I mean, this guy's two feet tall. Yeah. Well, I think um, XM Studio kind of paved the way for them in terms of uh, that price point for this sort of scale. We XM we probably is not something we talked about a lot on the show just because they're they don't really seem to do um, press releases and stuff. Um, but they were well, they still are um, doing quarter scale stuff that is you know like over a thousand dollars sort of thing, mm. and. Um, and and a lot of that is stuff I look at and think I don't see the difference in why I would pay that much for that as opposed to a sideshow or like that. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I don't like it enough to buy it, but I do like it. <laughs> yeah. mm. Well, if you're looking for something a bit more budget-friendly, then you might be interested in Funko's latest mystery miniseries, which is a Disney Pixar villains series. So now this is one that we've covered one like this before that was more the heroes. And I'm still a bit confused about these. They come with their little sidekicks. So this is things like um, Maleficent with her Raven, Ursula and her eels, the red queen with white rabbit, Cruella de Vil with patch, etc. Um, And I'm just, I'm uh, not sure whether the little, they're, they come together, or if they're done separately? I'm guessing they're separate, but... Uh, see, that would really bug me. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it does say, you know, it says with, like, you know... So, anyway, someone needs to buy one of these and find out and tell <laughs> us. Um, nice range of older and newer properties there. There's um, Prince John from Lion King, um, Dr. Facilier from... Um, the Frog and the Princess. Um, Sean Yu. I don't know who that is. Mulan. Oh, Mulan, okay. I don't think I've ever seen Mulan. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, I know my kids have seen it and my wife's seen it. and um, yeah. But I don't know that I have. <laughs> I love the little I love the little voodoo dog. Voodoo dog. The voodoo dog. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has a voodoo dog. Uh, <laughs> Six pins in your voodoo dog. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. I do like the little voodoo doll, though. He's pretty oh, cool. Jeez, Funko are cranking these out. Aren't they just? Aren't they mm-hmm. just? Sorry, I'm coughing. <laughs> and, you know, for for all the ones that uh, they're actually putting out, I am yet to actually see the kid robot um, many faces of Cartman blind bag figures. Singh has them. Do they? Yep. Good grief. Yep. Mm. How rude. <laughs> I've seen them a few times. Yep. Humph. <laughs> Ben's like, I'll be right back. You guys just carry on. With that. <laughs> yeah. Well, in fact, uh, quite a while ago. Hmm. Yeah. But I did see them again recently at one. So they are around. Now, this uh, next item is something that actually is maybe a couple weeks old, but that we didn't cover, which was some DC collectibles solicits. Um, the Katana bombshell, which they did tease a little while ago, has been solicited. And this just looks beautiful. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's um, nice. This really cool. And then there is a Francis Manipal Flash statue, which I think looks fantastic. Um the which is a, a one six scale 
um, statue. So I'm really excited that TC Collectibles is doing more statues in this scale. Um, they, you know, outside of your bombshells and cover girls, a lot of their stuff has been a bit smaller um, recently. And uh, they've now, with things like the Black Canary and um, Green Arrow statue um, and a couple of the new things that they're doing, the Constantine statue they did recently, they've kind of gone back to the slightly larger scale, which I really enjoy collecting. So um, I'm very pleased to see that. And then I think we knew that this was coming, but um, there is a Batman Beyond set that will complement the Batman animated figures. This is Mm. um, Terry McGinnis and... Old Bruce Wayne and Ace and lots of swap out hands and batarangs. That's cool. So, yeah, it is very cool. I'm digging that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do. I'd be interested. Sometimes the the Batman animated larger packs do come in a bit more collector friendly packaging than the single mm, figures do. Mm. So, which is very needed when you have all those extra bits and pieces. I've been doing some reorganizing of my collection and gosh, it's a pain having like all those bits and pieces from um, those figures without just nice boxes to store them in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've actually committed this week to, I bought a bag or a box of Ziploc bags. And as I buy figures now, if I'm not going to put them on display, I'm going to put them in a Ziploc bag, like three and three quarter figures mm-hmm. with all their accessories yep. and an index card. And, wow. I, and I'm going to try and do that with everything new from now on. That isn't like a figure art in box. I'm even going to go back, like especially like GI Joe figures, you know, but no, I've no. got, um, yeah, I've got a Ziploc bag for each of the Batman animated pieces yeah. like that. Cause I've got the, the figures, um, not on display, so I've got them in little storage containers, but there's just way too many um, pieces for some of them to fit into the ones that I use. So then I've got another box that's just got a, a Ziploc bag for each character with mm. all of their little stand that they come with and all of their bits and pieces. Yeah, I, I'm just going to – I actually bought a bag or a box of Ziploc, so I'm going to keep it by my, my little photo stand, and just as I get new figures, I'm just going to do it. You got my little index cards next to it and a pen, so hopefully. Very good. <laughs> um, and then some Hasbro news. This is um, – I don't quite know what they're doing with their three-and-three-quarter uh, Marvel line, which now we have to call Marvel Legends, not Marvel Universe or Marvel mm-hmm. Infinite or anything. And these are comic two-packs that have uh, Gamora and Star-Lord and – Rocket Raccoon and Groot. So um, we don't have photos at this stage. I know that we did see a little while ago um, somewhere a three and three quarter Groot that was a comic accurate um, Guardians of the Galaxy costume Groot. And uh, but then the Gamora, I think, is going to be the later, you know, that horrible Stormtrooper Bendis that one. Got mm. her in now, um, which means that it'll be the same as the single pack one that's just come out. So I'm not quite sure um, why these are coming. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had we've had this will be the third uh, Rocket Raccoon and maybe the third Star Lord in this scale. So there's a lot of people who are giving up on the three and three quarter. 
Mm. Um, I've seen quite a few people on Facebook who are finally just moving on and getting rid of their collections. Mm. They're just tiring of it. Well, it's definitely not coming out in a any kind of cohesive way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, they've done such a good job of universe building that you know I just cherry pick any new characters. I'm not fussed, yeah. and obviously, there's no um, builder figures or anything, so there's no need to be completist with it. And they're still doing the odd, you know, new character like. Uh, living laser and hydro man and quasar and that sort of thing and so you know that's all good it's all you know, new things but yeah it doesn't they're, seem to have a focus their last series of uh two packs seem to be fairly well received though because that's where you finally got that lady thor um version. Oh, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah and there's a th- they've got a couple of other ones too like i've got a couple in my big bad pile of loot i didn't get the lady thor one but um there's a a Kree soldier and Captain Marvel with helmet mm. head and a couple of others. And like I said, then there's that uh, another thing sitting in my big pad pile of loot is the um, latest wave of these that has got the um, Art Adams era rogue and the um, Hydro Man, Quasar, and Morbius. So there's stuff happening there, but it's just kind of doesn't seem to be any real structure to it. Hmm. So and you know when they keep changing the name of it and the I, th- I think calling it Marvel Legends is just dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just dumb because it confuses everyone. Uh, yeah. Every year we have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. When San Diego Comic Con hits, and or uh, sorry, every time there's a toy show of some description and there's some um, some you know some new things solicited, not solicited, but shown, and everyone's it's like, oh, 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 you know, Hasbro showed us such and such, and oh, we can't work out if it's six inch or three and three yeah. quarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Marvel Universe is just such a fantastic, the perfect name for that series. Um, why they ever needed to move away from it, I don't know. Uh, anyway, and uh, last but not least, General Giant has been announcing their San Diego exclusives. They've got quite a few because um, obviously they do a lot of different licenses. So in the Star Wars space, they have a Captain Phasma uh, mini bust um, and something I think is quite cool, a Chewbacca Macquarie concept minibust that will make you really glad that he didn't look like that um (laughs) but people that like the macquarie you know stuff will think that's cool um there's a oh probably no one's gonna want this there's a a bust from the warcraft movie um remember that (laughs) um there's a really cute rocket raccoon uh animated um it says figure but it's a statue it's just three and three quarters um, tall, and it's kind of the animated um, Rocket Raccoon, very cute. Um, a Spider Gwen micro bubble. That sounds like something you accidentally swallow. I don't know. Mm. What yeah, yeah two, these are very small. Well, two, they say two, yeah, and, a two half, and a half, but they're—I wouldn't think they're even that tall. Wow. Why? Okay. I don't know. These were on Walgreens. I mean, I thought the whole package was like two and a half. <laughs> Okay. Well, speaking of micro figures, there's also, we knew that they were going to be doing um, Superpowers micro figures when they announced the artifact stuff. Um, the, the, the Superpowers license, they're doing them in all scales uh, besides the 
our actual superpower skill. Um, so there's the jumbo figures. I'm going to talk about them a bit more in a moment. Then there's the artifacts statues. And they also said they were going to be doing micro figures. And there is a Comic-Con exclusive um, that is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And um, these must be so tiny. Mm. Two inches tall. And they seem to be <laughs> articulated. Hmm. I, okay. <laughs> is that three pack based on an actual three pack, a vintage three pack, or was it? Mm, I don't think so. Mm. No. Um, I've said this before, but I don't, I'm not quite sure I understand why, with all the superpower stuff, that there is no just repro line of them unless <laughs> the license says you yeah, can do that. Yeah. yeah. Because that to me would just be a no brainer. You know, get some collector friendly packaging and you know, tool them up again if there's that sure. much love for it. Just, Make the damn things again. Um, anyway, uh, if you're really committed, then now the Jumbo line has just started. I think Wonder Woman and Flash are the first ones that are... Um, <laughs> wrong Flash. Not that one. So not that one, seriously. Um, but there are... Th- this is... I think this is really stretching it. These are prototype Batman and Superman limited to 250 pieces. Um, and basically, it's like they're blue. Yeah. Cloth capes. Why? And what what prototype would have the paint on like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just, yeah, this is a stretch. Like you yeah. said, if there's that much love for the figures, just remake them. <laughs> um, and then finally, in the um, Jumbo Star Wars Gentle Giant line, they are doing a... Uh, now, the farm boy Luke um, with the blonde hair is not a new figure. This is a re-release. Um, and uh, you know, they're saying long sold out, although I can tell you about three places in Australia where you could buy one if you really wanted one. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, there at, at one of the shops that I um, visit regularly in another state, there is a Jumbo Akbar. <laughs> I know. And I look at it and I'm like, I can't bring that back in my luggage. <laughs> Just so. carry him on. <laughs> should that would be so fun i don't even think you'd fit in the overhead thing it'd be like just hold on to him just hug him the whole time <laughs> yeah that's wrong well hey now i i don't know if john if john will get this at all but um we have this weird phenomenon in australia where um crispy cream donuts are not in every state obviously and so if some airports in the states that have them have like Krispy Kreme places and people will, and Melbourne, unfortunately is one of the places that has a Krispy Kreme. And so it, and I fly because I live here, I fly out of Melbourne all the time. And it is a not uncommon occurrence to have people get on a plane with a huge, you know, like tray box <laughs> of Krispy Kremes <laughs> and expect them to fit into the overhead locker. Mm. And, and it's like, are you serious? Like, what What is wrong with the universe? So anyway, if people can bring Krispy Kremes on the plane, I should be able to bring Akbar, right? That's right. You know, um, what I've seen that here with is um, our, like my d- division headquarters is in Memphis, Tennessee, and Memphis is famous for their barbecue. And there's actually a couple of barbecue places in the airport where you can buy trays of barbecue to take home. Huh. <laughs> you, you see people with that. Well, that's so funny. Um, then there's also a brown-haired um, uh, farm boy, Luke. So does this mean that there was a brown-haired actual figure released? I th- think so. I think there was a variant. 
and and these are on um, Return of the Jedi cards. I, that might be the more exclusive thing I think for these. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Now I was looking at these before and thinking about the um the original toys, and you know if you ever had the the first Farm Boy Luke or even the Best Man Luke, etc., then they just had a little you know tube thing sculpted in their hand to be the lightsaber thing mm. and they were painted white and whatever mm. can you imagine now people would be like that isn't film accurate at all that is you know, like <laughs> and you know, as kids we were just like cool it's a lightsaber yeah <laughs> uh, this is why we can't have the nice uh, return of the jedi luke when he actually came with a, a separate lightsaber was just you know awesome source yeah <laughs> best best been luke did too i think yes best been luke oh, did, did he too. yeah okay so it was just um, the farm boy one that came with the Tracking. Yeah, and Vader always—they never switched Vader, so Vader was always that way sculpted through all in. three films. And uh, Ben as well. Ben Ben was sculpted in. There you go. There you go. Well, that um, as well as that little bit of uh, vintage nostalgia, that is the news. And we will be right back in a moment with the next installment of everyone's favorite podcast game, Name That. Well, now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, from TVandFilmToys.com, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. He's with us here live, so over to you. You know, people haven't been guessing the last couple of weeks. Um, Hellbot's been uncharacteristically quiet. <laughs> and and Mr. <laughs> Jones has been uncharacteristically quiet as well, so... Didn't you hear Mike okay. Mignola... Ended Hellboy, so maybe Hellbot is mm. gone. Huh, maybe. He's in mourning. Yeah. Well, maybe we can play a sound and draw him out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll play last week's sound, though, first. So we'll play, we'll play that. Energize. Torpedo. Thrusters. Canopy down. Die. Mm. Anything, boys? Is it finally mask? No, we did that a couple of weeks ago. Weren't you listening? Oh, did we? Meant, Hang on, so I'm not paying attention. Oh no, no finally no, again. No, that was Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, done mask before though. Mm. Done mask. It's some sort of like one of those, you know, radio flyer carts. No, no. Uh, is it like an appetizer canopy? Mm, no. no. Mm. Barbie four poster bed. Ooh. Some sort of big gym camper truck. I had the big gym camper truck. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of camper going on in like seventies action figures, wasn't there? There seems to be a lot of people who had camp sets. Camping was big back then. It seemed like. yeah. Now this was, was it the uh, action man trailer. Uh, no, this the, it, diving. I don't submarine. Uh, <laughs> no, this is actually a Centurion's commercial. Ah, uh, uh, what? 
Yeah. So sometimes Jeez. you guys get Centurions, but this is actually a Centurions commercial. I thought maybe somebody would, would jump in there with that. But no. Hmm. And, and yeah. nobody's guessed it, so. I, I, it's a I, property that needs an overhaul. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm kind of surprised. You, you know who would, would probably be good with that is, is Lego. You know, if they did them with mm. the, the, you know, they do those figures that are the, the bigger ones. You know, like the yeah. um, uh, Bionicle stuff. If they did yeah. a Bionicle yeah. version type of uh, Centurions, that'd probably catch on, I would think, maybe. Well, uh, Hasbro could use a lot of the Mashes bucks. Yeah, same idea. Well, I mean, it's not like they need a lot of characters. You only need five and you've done the Centurions and... Uh, so it's not like you'd need waves and waves of figures. Hmm. Well, anyway, we will move on from Centurions and we'll play a new sound. We'll, we'll play that right here. Fire! Shiver me, Kimbers! Have him walk the plank. But I'm your dad. And we'll play it one more time because we're we're just nice people. Fire! Shiver me, Kimbers! Have him walk the plank! But I'm your dad! Okay, Eddie. You're up. If they thought they knew what that was, where would they go? They would go to Action AFB Forum. AFB Forum? (laughs) It's got to remember the URL. AFBforum.com or forums. Forums? It should just be saved uh, into your toolbar by now. Does anyone actually type in a web address anymore? Google Google um, AFB forums and <laughs> then the first search result. Go into that and into your guess and the name that section in pegs. There. In pegs? Are you sure? In the pegs or what's on the pegs? Okay, let's see. If you type in AFB forums, it says message boards, message boards, American Foundation for the Blind. Yep. Let them know. This is a good game for them. Because it's audio, yes. <laughs> audio, yep. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah. You are. AFBforums.com. We're actually... www.afbforum.com. Forum. Oh, it was forum. I was saying forum, and then you guys will leave me hanging, so I added the S. This is the longest URL in history. Yep. yep. Does one not know the way? Anyone? It's like I'll just put the link on the Facebook page if someone says <laughs> I don't know the way. What if they're blind? Uh, oh, how would they? Yeah, Ben. If they went yes. over there and made a right guess and got a forum point, what what could they do with that forum point? Well, they could actually go through a really long convoluted process to actually redeem said points, and you'd have to wait two weeks for your written confirmation that we've received your order, and then we'd have to process that order. But um, there, there are several items now in the AFB store that you can choose from. Such as? <laughs> the bottle opener. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the AFB bottle opener. Yeah, the bottle opener. It looks like um, Scotty and he's got his mouth open. You can pop the cap off your bottles. <laughs> uh, you're breaking, John. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. That's a visual. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, 
you know, if, if any of that appeals to you, um, and you want more points, you can come over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays, Thursdays, play the picture version, guess in the forum, still get points. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well done, sir. And uh, coming up next is our Toy of the Week. Yay. Terror and straight for attack. Max Ray calls depth charger. Energize. Torpedo. Thrusters. Canopy down. Dive. The villains trap Max. Energize. Mode 2. Hydromine. Missiles. Speed struts. Attack. Centurion. Power extreme. Man machine. Depth charger comes as shown. Figure sold separately. New from Kenner. Well, Toy of the Week is one of our feature segments. This is where one of our hosts takes a toy uh, that might be something new or it might be something old or memorable from their collection and uh, talks about it in a bit of detail. And, John, you've got something that is a bit of a blast from the past for us today. Yeah, I thought since uh, it's Star Trek's 50th anniversary, I would do something Star Trek this week. And um, I decided to pick the Mego three and three-quarter Star Trek the motion picture figures for Kirk and Spock. Um, I've got a couple other ones, but, you know, Kirk and Spock are kind of the main ones. And this was almost a Star Trek three instead of motion picture uh, review because I couldn't find Spock. So it was the search for <laughs> Spock last night. Um, these were, um, you know, Mego figures. Uh, they were three and three quarter. They, they came out in, I believe it was 78 when the movie came out. So, you know, they came out around the movie. Um, they are, you know, the five point action figure type set up uh the price they were under three dollars you know depending on where you bought them at or brought them at if you're Eddie. um oh come on standard blister card for back then and you know these blister cards um didn't have like a little insert in them you know they were like star wars blisters so you, you just ended up with you know the figure floating in a bubble which yeah. which i kind of like I, that's that's just always says vintage to me so um, which, you know, that, that packaging's not collector friendly. And most of these I've seen carded are not real good samples of carded figures. Um, so, but they do have like a version of the movie poster on them. Um, something interesting I noticed, um, about the cards for these, they have picture of the crew on them and they have on the card, they have Kirk, Spock, Decker, McCoy, and Ilea. However, Scotty is in that line and he is not on the card, oh. which really kind of ticks me off. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that the motion picture is my favorite movie, <laughs> but these figures are some of my favorite Star Trek things because they were the first three and three quarter figures for Star Trek and really some of the only ones until the, the most recent film. Right. And, um, you know, because Star Wars figures were so big, this was a chance for the Star Trek crew to kind of interact in that Star Wars universe. Hmm. as a kid, which, which is why I remember it's kind of why I picked them because I remember them fondly for that reason, you know? Um, but I picked out Kirk and Spock, uh, you know, probably the two heavy hitters from the film, uh, for Mego, there's some surprising things here in the sculpt. Uh, 
their chess pieces are both unique. So um, Spock actually has a little bit of a collar on his uniform, and Kirk does not. Hmm. This is Kirk in his Admiral uniform, as seen when he boards the Enterprise. Um, later on, he wears, you know, as Kirk, he wears two or three different uniforms, and Spock pretty much only wears one uh, Starfleet uniform in the whole thing. So uh, the arms are unique as well. Uh, Kirk has three braids. Spock has two. The legs are the same. So uh, huh. you, you get the same legs, you know, and, and that was pretty common for back then. Um, I believe these legs were also used for the Roscoe figure from Dukes of Hazzard. Um, if I remember right, I, I could not find a <laughs> Roscoe figure to check that out. No. But I, oh, me I, either. I, I know <laughs> they were used on another figure, um, and I just can't remember what it was. Um, but the, the legs are pretty generic. They have like a little bit of a pleat in the front of the the foot but um it, it's it's you know when they're in different colors they, they don't look as obvious um i do think kirk shares a chess piece with maybe um scotty and decker but i'm not sure so uh you know it's it's a little little different and not as much reuse as they would have because you could figure they probably could have got away with hey we'll make all the bodies the same and just switch the heads yeah um and, and paint on the braids the braids on the arms are actually sculpted so, um, you know, the, the, they actually are raised up, um, very, very hard to find good examples of these out there with intact paint. Um, if you find them loose, I, I've never really seen a loose one come with, um, really good paint on it. Uh, the white on, on Kirk's chest tends to rub off. Um, the gold on the braids tends to roll up, rub off as well as, uh, Kirk's logo. Mine are suffering from terrible, terrible paint. And, um, the, the worst part of it is, is the paint on their hair uh, has came off. Now, sculpt-wise, I really think, you know, when you look at the sculpt for what it is without the paint, you know, just the underlying sculpt, for three and three-quarter of the time, I don't think they're that bad. No. Um, you, you've kind of got the, the, the actual Kirk look. The, the hair looks very much like it did in the film. Um, you know, he's got the belt, and, and those uniforms are fairly generic. Um, I, I don't think this is the the most... The, the Kirk the Kirk uniform actually looks like the gray one, but they've painted it like the Admiral, um, kind of more formal one that he, you know, comes on the Enterprise with, because hmm. uh, that one has a really high collar, whereas this the figure doesn't. Um, but um, you know, he was the first one I remember getting from the line. You have to get Kirk first, but yeah, mine the the hair he's he's definitely seen some better days, and, and same with Spock. The, the hair has has gone. Um, the the Spock figure again the likeness pretty good got that really drawn look to it um it looks like spock uh and you know he's got the ears the ears are maybe a little more pronounced than they should be but you know you, you don't want to accentuate those um mm. just just because of you know who it is and that way when people see him on the shelf oh yeah that's spock so um you know spock's got a two-tone gray paint the paint's actually what's left on mine is it's actually pretty pretty good it's it's you know not terrible um the the belts actually um should just have the buckle painted but these actually both these figures have a little bit of belt to either side of the buckle painted as well um they did do a thing where they painted all of the the icon the the logo insignias um some different colors so you see you know like kirk's was gold and spock's is red and i think um mccoy's was like a yellow instead of a gold and Nylia's as well so there were some different colors there going on but um you know, like I said, these these were kind of that 
in that vintage world where, you know, a movie just wanted to have a three and three quarter figure out Star Wars did it in, and this could be the next toy line and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But it was that, like I said, that opportunity to have, you know, Kirk beam down to the Death Star and, you know, ha- have a match with stormtroopers and wow. get captured by Darth Vader. And, and, and I think that was kind of the fun part of these figures because up to this point you had, you know, the Mego figures and, you couldn't interact them with your Star Wars figures, but then when these came out, you know, it just really, as a kid, it captured my imagination for that. And, um, you know, are they the best? No, but I think they're really representative of that time when when figures were coming out um, for, for different films. And, and like I said, the head sculpts are actually fairly decent for what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, um, like I said, they, they haven't aged as well paint-wise, but... Um, Mego probably really and in, in all the figures that era were never intended to last, you know, 40 years. <laughs> we'll say. Um, McCoy's hair actually has fared better. I have a McCoy and, and his hair has fared, fared better. But, um, you know, I, I just, I, 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 when I heard you talking about Kirk or uh, Spock a couple, couple weeks ago, I was like, you know, I, I want to dig some of those out. And, uh, so, I, so I was looking for them and, um, I've actually got Ilea and McCoy. I don't have a Scotty and I've been, I've been eyeing Scotty's on eBay just to, to try and fill in that, that part of the, the collection. But yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really love these figures. They're, they're not perfect. They are a little shorter than star Wars figures as well, which, which kind of throws you off. But, mm. um, uh, you know, when you're a kid, it really didn't matter. <laughs> you, know, you didn't, you didn't look at them that way. Um, you know, mine, mine interacted with adventure people. They interacted with star Wars and, and all of that stuff. So, mm. uh, so that was, that was very cool. I, I'm glad that I was young enough to not see the flaws in this movie. You know, like my, my childhood memory of it is a really positive one. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, like it's a, but you know, it's really funny because I don't think I'd seen it. Um, you know, when I think about uh, when I met my wife, um, who is a bit older than I am, and you know, I was nineteen, whatever. So before the days of like video and that sort of thing, so I probably wouldn't have seen it since it came out. And I remember her talking about it and saying that she went with one of her friends from high school, and they were rolling around in the aisles laughing at you know, how cheesy it was um, <laughs> and thinking, Oh, how terrible. Um, you know, but, and then I have seen it obviously as an adult and can see it, but it still has that kind of tinge of nostalgia for me where uh, because just because of the age I was when it came out. And I'm, I'm glad because, you know, yeah. it's, it's nice to have things that not spoiled. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of what the, the figures are for me. They're, they're that nostalgia, you know, like I said, they, they were that first, okay, I can get Star Trek figures and, and, and use them with all my other toys and stuff out there. Um, and looking back on that movie and, and probably it probably is what hurt this figure line as well from being really successful. There's no bad guy in that movie. No, you know, Oh, this they're, feature. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. you, you can make a toy out of there. Yeah. I know. You know yeah. If you're a Mattel, you would have tried, but you know, <laughs> uh. um, but in this case, there's no, I mean, they had Klingons and stuff in the line, but they weren't really portrayed in the movie as a bad guy. So um, it makes it difficult, I think, for this line to have been successful. Now, if you were Mattel, Vija would be the Collect and Connect character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and they would only come out with, you know, two thirds of it. Yeah, for sure. 
or you have yeah. to buy, you know, <laughs> six repeat characters to get it. Mm-hmm. I, I think overall, I'd have to, if I'm going to give a dolly rating, I'm going to have to go seven and a half. Um, but, you know, that's kind of looking at it with today's eyes. I mean, as a kid, I love these figures. And I, I think that's why the paint on mine looks so bad. It's just because I, I loved them. I remember carrying them in my pockets because, you know, it was one, because there was only a couple of them. Um, you know, you could put them in your pocket and take them to grandmother's house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and have an adventure. You know, oh, we beam down to an alien planet and, you know, we're exploring, you know, looking yeah. for giant chipmunks or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> monks. <laughs> when, when I um uh packed my backpack, my Cub Scout backpack to run away from home, uh, which I did by hiding in the garden shed, um, I packed a, a hairbrush, um, I think a pair of underwear, and my Luke and Leia figures. <laughs> yeah, it's very um, they're very compact, very travel friendly. This scale, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Now there was a uh, bridge playset for these as well. I do not own it. It's one of those things I would love to own, but due to price, I will probably never own. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of cool stuff in this line. If you've never seen it, um, you know, Mego Museum has a, a bunch of pictures of all of the the various things um, for this. So, so do go check it out if you're interested. But yeah, I mean, three and three quarters Star Trek, and we really, like I said, didn't see that again for a while. There were a couple for Star Trek Two, but that was a or three three um, by a different company. But that was about it. So um, mm. good stuff, good stuff. Like I said, I'd have to rate them a little harshly, but good memories. Fair enough. Well, thank you very much for that, John. That wraps up our toy of the week, and we will take a break and come back in a moment and talk about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Ah, Traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now... Ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Well, this whole show exists because we collect, and this is where we talk about what we have collected. So, Ben, any collected things or pre-ordered things since last we spoke? Yes, indeed. I uh, finally got my Mythic Legions, which we're talking about a bit later in the show. Hooray, hooray. Hooray, hooray. Um, And I also pre-ordered the Black Canary. I did the responsible thing and went to the AFB forum and clicked on the affiliate link for Sideshow. Uh. Made my honor, but best of all, I had nearly seventy-five dollars in reward points. Ooh. So that brought brought her uh, her retail price down to something quite respectable. Cool. Yeah. So to apply those, you have to like you can't do that with FlexPay, can you? You have to. Yeah, no, no. You can do FlexPay. You just. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. So, quite pleased. Oh, very good. I think I used mine up on Boba Fett. Mm, recently mm. so i'm not sure what my balance would be um and john what about your good self i um finally broke down and i was going to get some of the uh disney uh, legos so i was looking for the first one to get and i wanted to get stitch and i thought i found him but it turned out that it was the toy story alien how rude. i actually i actually missed yeah it's one of the few misses i've had on because uh, um, i felt the ears oh fair and, enough yeah yeah and and the little antenna was under the 
the little insert, the package insert. And so it threw me off because his head's about the same shape and stuff. So I was like, oh, I can feel ears on the side of the head. And <laughs> yeah, it ended up being the little alien, which is okay. But, um, you know, I obviously want Stitch. Oh, and last night when we were at the mall, um, Mrs. Nerd, we went in a store that had more pop vinyls than I've ever seen in one place. Uh, they, they actually even had the Daenerys uh, pop ride with, with Drogon, which was cool. Um, but I thought I'd seen him a little better price somewhere else. So I, I decided to hold off. But she bought... Um, king bob from minions so oh nice because everybody likes king bob so. <laughs> oh, very good um and i got my mythic legions which we're about to talk about i finally got my black manta pop vinyl um because when i saw them the first time they didn't have the black manta or oh, yeah cool. yeah or i mean it could have been there in the giant wall of pops at zing but between the attendant and i we gave up um and uh, I got the Supergirl as well, um, which is for Miss Fifteen because it's going to stand in for the. She, she she's been collecting the DC TV, um, so you know Flash, Green Arrow, etc. And uh, the Supergirl pop is going to stand in for the TV Supergirl until she gets hers um, mm. in the in that set in her little display. And then I also got the. This is all from the um a sale that our sponsor pop culture superstore had over the queen's birthday long weekend and i just haven't been in the office to pick it up until this week um so i got all these on sale hooray and i also got the artifacts marvel now beast to go with my magic um, that i reviewed a little while ago um and i'll be pre-ordering the black canary um, and I also got shipping notice for my X-Men Marvel Legends. Oh, cool. Yay! Hooray! Which I'll have to wait a little while for, because, again, I'm not going to be in the office, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, unless anyone has anything else to report, I think it's time to move on to our discussion topic of the week. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks' Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeza. The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it. Each sold separately. Well, in the world of action figure Kickstarters, the Four Horsemen uh, are legendary. Uh, They have executed very successful Kickstarters in the past, and that's certainly something that gave me confidence to back the Mythic Legions Kickstarter. And Ben and I are going to be talking about our Mythic Legions Kickstarter rewards uh, tonight. Um, I want to give a, a tip of the hat to the Four Horsemen, first of all, for this uh, because one thing that they made a point of saying when they were talking about managing the shipment of all this is that they, uh, unlike a lot of the Kickstarters that um, are usually US-based, um, they made a point of not keeping all the international orders until the end, but actually doing them, you know, I'm not sure what order they did them in, but they were not. They did internationals and us ones at the same time. So yep. um, I think that was something that I was um, really pleased about because, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately a couple of times 
uh, I've waited so long for mine that they're not worth reviewing anymore. <laughs> you think, oh, okay, well, everyone's got these now. So, <laughs> so um, Ben, why, why did you decide to back this Kickstarter? I think the first time I came across them was when um, Josie Wales, who is a member of the AFB forum, posted a link uh, to them and I took one look at some of the the things that they were doing and uh, was blown away but was very disappointed to find out that they were um, three and three quarter. Um, And obviously a lot of people felt the same way that I did and they began to pester the horsemen um, at length and there was uh, uh, then a sudden announcement that the Kickstarter would go live and that the four horsemen had changed their mind and they were going for six-inch scale. And I thought, holy crap, I'm in. Uh, um, For me, like one of the previous um, Kickstarter lines that they did uh, was the Gothotropolis Ravens, mm. um, which I think Eli actually reviewed one of those on the show. I think he um, had Scarabus. Yeah, many moons ago. And that is uh, those figures I have looked at over and over and so wished that I had actually gotten in on because they just look amazing. And mm. so when I d- looked at these and thought, hmm, I like some of these, I thought, well, you know, the, the likelihood of getting them later is pretty nil. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the Ravens, you know, are around um, that, you know, they do get some uh, re-releases or additional figures, etc. But, you know, to actually jump in on the line now would be all in the secondary market and extremely expensive. And so I thought I'm not going to make that mistake again. Mm. Um, now, I haven't gone as deep as you have in um, <laughs> this. I've got three rewards and you've got like a billion. Um, but <laughs> well, I've talked to you a million times. Stop exaggerating. <laughs> um, but the, the thing that I think um, it, it, I, before we talk about these figures and obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're great, but I'm going to, and I'm sure you will too, you know, point out some little things to watch out for, etc. is that I almost feel you know, bad saying anything critical about these simply because it's such an accomplishment, Um, you know, and um, I I absolutely love these. Um, Obviously, you know, we're reviewing them so people can kind of get an idea of um, what they're like and also things to watch out for. But the, the, the thing that I'm just blown away by is what an accomplishment it is for a small producer like these guys to, um, do something at such a scale at such quality um, is yeah. blown away. It is absolutely, and oh, the thing that stands out to me is that you know everything the horsemen have done um, has been you know, really really successful and sold out. So um, you know if you have missed out on the Gothotropolis. Um, and, you know, the Ravens and all that sort of thing, they're very hard to come by now and they're very expensive. So that was one of, uh, another reason that was pushing me into getting these because I thought if I don't get in on the Kickstarter, I'm unlikely to get the ones that I want later on. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is the scale of this Kickstarter. There were so many figures to choose from. Now, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get into a bit of detail as to why they've got so many to choose from, but... Um, you know, most of the other Kickstarters you see, you know, they offer sort of five or six figures, you know, slight variations of each other. Um, this just went on and on. There were just so many. And I think the Horsemen originally were seeking 125000 US and uh, they ended up with over four hundred. 
So they had to start, they, they actually ran out of, um, uh, what do you call the, you know, the new pledge levels, uh, uh, yeah. you know, the, the reveals they do yeah, as yeah. They, they blast through. <clears throat> they actually ran out and had to actually create more on the fly because all the ones they had up their sleeves were revealed and <laughs> the pledges just kept coming. <laughs> so it, it was huge, absolutely huge. Yeah. One of the things that will be a theme throughout this is the really clever uh, reuse of, of parts, and, you know, that, that comes through even in the three that I um, have got. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it is something that, you know, you definitely can see that in uh, other successful Kickstarter lines like the Vitruvian hacks, etc. Mm, mm. um, and uh, but I think this is a uh, um, you know at a, a bigger on a bigger scale simply because of the number of figures that they've actually done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk packaging first of all. Now I should say just to yeah. um, um, so people get in their head, I, the three that I got were um, the, the Mythic Legions is. Barbarians and Vikings and orcs and trolls and what else? Skeletons dwarves. and and who? Dwarves. Dwarves. Yep. Dwarves. yep. Yes. And, almost uh, mythic, you might say. Almost mythic. Yep. And I got um, three Thord Iron Jaw, which is a kind of dwarf troll dude guy. <laughs> and then um, Asterion, which Ben got as well, who is a bull. Minotaur. Guy. Minotaur, thank you, Guy. And then the Barbarian Builder Pack, which Ben got as well, um, which is um, just like everything. And, <laughs> uh, things. and um, Ben got a lot more. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. Um, look, I, I originally was only going to get a couple of figures, uh, and, uh-huh. and I, I was actually having a hard time choosing uh, what to get. And... Uh, as the pledge amount blasted through the stratosphere um, and they revealed more figures, um, I found myself torn. Um, now, keeping in mind, I think we pledged probably was it about 18 months ago. It was, wow. it was okay. a long time ago. Yeah. But, I mean, at the time I was right in the midst of that, um, that sell-off that I had where I was getting rid of uh, a lot of things and I sold my sideshow Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle um, comicettes for a, a redonkulous amount of money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was quite cashed up at the time and so I, I, again, you know, was, was concerned that I might mix out on some of these figures and, you know, first world problem, et cetera. Um, but how I approached uh, mine was uh, Asterion and Vitus were the two figures that jumped out at me. So, you know, you just said that Asterion is the Minotaur. Uh, Vitus is actually the um, he's sort of a, a homage to the Greek uh, sort of Spartan warrior. Um, you know, he has that, that famous sort of Greek Corinthian style helmet with the, the vertical um, brush along the top of the helmet, um, very cool looking. Uh, so he was an instant uh, buy for me. But then I sort of sat down and um, I, I do this uh, with most things. I fire up Excel and I start plugging stuff in and, and I have the, the summed total going up and going up and then when it gets absolutely ridiculous, I start removing lines and uh, until I reduce it to the point where, you know, the, the price is quite reasonable. Um so, you know, I had to cringe a few times as I took a few out and I'm disappointed because I see that, you know, they're sold out everywhere. 
Uh, and these figures are, they're, they're sold out absolutely everywhere. I think you can still pick up uh, maybe half a dozen of them from Big Bad Toy Store. Um, so then what I said about doing was, um, you know, they offered such a variety of figures uh, and there were so many great figures to choose from, but I decided in the end that I would just try to pick one from each uh, genre. Um, so from the, uh, I guess what you would call the knight, so these are humans wearing um, armour, I got uh, Attila Leosia, um, who wears golden plate armour that covers his entire body and uh, his helm is actually uh, a lion's head. And so he was my human of choice. Um, I also decided to get uh, a dwarf and uh, like Scott did and I picked up um, both uh, Shadowhorn, who was my dwarf of choice. I picked up uh, Malleus, uh, who is a skeleton and um, very cool. He's wearing um, plate armour that's kind of got a green theme running through it. Uh, I picked up uh, Urku, <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, who was my orc of choice. Um, and then beyond that, I actually did pick up a couple of others. I picked up Azar, um, who is, well, you kind of have to read his bio to understand, but if you've even remotely um, had a, a, a look at these figures, Azhar is a, a humanoid guy with these two large sort of horns coming out the top of his head, and he's predominantly yellow. There was a second figure um, who uh, has a blue paint scheme, so Azhar is yellow. Uh, and I picked up uh, Carpathius, who is this really awesome looking guy who effectively has a, a vampire bat head um figuring that that he and malleus were the, the two sort of villains hmm. of the group um i also picked up the barbarian builder set which is one of the greatest toys ever but we will get to that <laughs> shortly um <clears throat> but in particular um it wasn't really clear to me at the time just what kind of weapons uh, each figure came with. I don't think it was very specific in the Kickstarter. No. Yeah. Um, so I ended up picking up um, two of the weapons packs, which were, um, uh, what do you call it, the, the, the extra pledge level. The, extra, extra. The extra, extras, yeah. And so they actually um, had some weapons in those packs that weren't featured with any of the characters. And so... Um, for example, both are Shadowhorn, the dwarf. Um, he comes with an axe, uh, a sword, and a dagger, but um, I noticed in one of the weapons packs there's a huge warhammer, and, uh, you know, I had it in my head that uh, the dwarf would be using the warhammer. So um, I picked up, yeah, a couple of the weapons packs. So it was cool. uh, a pretty good haul. Yeah. So with the packaging, they, they have done quite a good job, I think, of um, making this collector friendly. Mm. Um, they've done a good job of coming up with some generic card bats that uh, work um, for the different um, characters um, and they slide in behind uh, a kind of a plastic bubble and then um, some trays that I found for mine were all really well constructed. What about yours? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was very impressed. I think when I saw the initial images of the figures, I was kind of having a bit of a hissy fit because they looked like those horrendous NECA welded clamshells. And <laughs> yeah. so um, when I opened the box and saw that it was just this this card back that, that slides out and, and reveals figures that are very well held in some trays, it was, you know, hooray. Yep. And I've already... 
Sorry, go ahead. Do the card backs have bios on them? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the bios actually are put in to inside the kind of side of the bubbles. Um, mm. And they're little like mini versions of the bios that are on the website. Um, so that is quite nice. Um, the one thing that uh, I would have loved were just some little assembly instructions. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. So once you, because we're, we do have a lot of reuse of parts and things, once you've conquered, you know, one, I think you've kind of got the gist, but particularly because, and this is not a bad thing, um, for mine, so take Thord Iron Jaw as an example, um, they, he comes with more bits than what he's pictured with. And so then to kind of look at, well, how is this guy put together and what am I supposed to do with these things? Wasn't I had to actually kind of Google other people's pictures before I actually understood how to put him together. <laughs> mm. But that, that's all right. That's I found the same thing. Uh, one of the things that really surprised me as I opened each one up with glee was the, the sheer amount of accessories that, that these guys come with. I mean, everyone comes with a minimum of three weapons, um, and, and it's really quite amazing when some of them come with even more than that. They come with three weapons plus the shield. And yeah. one thing I actually did notice is that um, many of them around their waist have a little um, – a little rubber loop, which is really not obvious to begin with, but you can actually slip the dagger um, through that and, and, and have these guys hold their dagger on their hip. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, many of them also come with a what looks like a belt um, that you can slip a, a either around their waist or kind of a, you know diagonally across their torso. Uh, and then there's a, a gap in that that you can actually slip a sword through and uh, have them carry their extra weapons on their back. So it was, yeah, it was it was quite a um, a learning experience. Yep. W- one thing I have to comment on is the honking big white uh, twist ties um, <laughs> that are ugly and completely unnecessary. Um, mm. And this is, I mean, this is an industry thing, obviously, and it might be something that. You know, it's a insurance thing, or I don't know. But I actually, when I took my, um, it, it, un- unlike a lot of twist ties, because it's so big, they're actually really easy to undo. Um, yep, yep. So that's fine. But the white is a bit of a, you know, if you, it's a good thing they're collector friendly because even if I was displaying these in package, I'd have to open them up and take that off just to, mm. um, you know, get, get rid of it. But um, I actually, when I took my Asterians. Uh, twist tie off i then did a little shake test just to see if i hold this upside down and actually apply you know a little bit of force is he going to come out no he's stuck in that thing so (laughs) you know i'm just i don't understand and this is you know this isn't specific to this line there's so many um companies out there that still have got the twist tie addiction and it's not necessary people Mm -hmm. ugly and annoying um so these, uh, at least again, the ones that I had all came with some figures in the tray, sorry, some accessories in the tray, and then another plastic bag of extra <laughs> bits behind. Yes. Um, so like you said, so much more than what you initially um, thought that you were getting, which is really cool. And I've already, just to kind of you know prove the collector friendliness, I've already decided for each of mine, 
which bit accessories are going to be on display and all the ones that I'm not going to be displaying are back in the package and it's all <laughs> sealed up again. So I did the same thing. Yep. Uh, yeah, or, yep. 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 And, the, I, and for me, I tr- we talked about this earlier when we were talking about the Batman animated figures. I, I feel like th- that is just a, should be the standard at this point, mm-hmm. you know, now that we know, you know, that we can, for me, like it's something I really love about the DC icons as well is that, um, you know, I can, I, if I don't want to display the figures, I can have them back um, in the tray. But if I want them out and I don't want all the gear they come with, then the extra bits are safely um, in the tray, in the tray, in the box. I know they're not going to get lost. So if we ever do want to use them or if I want to sell it, um, I know it's going to stay complete. And I think that's a really, um, yeah. uh, it's great to see um, this. I love that about the Vitruvian hacks as well, that, you know, they've actually put thought into that and making sure that it is a collector-friendly thing. Mm, you absolutely. Know, there's some Revoltex that come with little plastic boxes, and I wish more people would do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, it's 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 it should be a no-brainer now. should be a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, the, for my Thorid Iron Jaw, which is my dwarf, um, that was the one that I put together first, so that's where I learned you know, the the ropes of how do these things actually work <laughs> and um i do have to say that i uh i know a lot about how these figures are put together because mine came apart a lot uh-huh. no. i don't yeah i don't know if you had any experience no. of that okay uh, I, i've so, kind of had the opposite so oh Okay, mm-hmm. so mine, as well as um, the Thorid Iron Jaw has got um, awesome horns that go into the sides of his helmet, and um, they're a bit fiddly to fit in, and in the process of doing that, I've managed to remove his head entirely from the figure <laughs> a couple of times and discover that it pops on really nicely, hooray. Um, but then also, um, one of the things that uh, is uh, something that, I guess I found across the board is that because the characters have these awesome um, shoulder pads, what are they? Like what's the pauldron called pauldron? A pauldron. Yes. Pauldron. Um, that, that does limit arm movement a bit if mm. you have them on. And so when I was trying to pose him um, with his awesome ax and a raised hand, um, his lower arm popped off as well. <laughs> And thankfully, does pop on, but yeah, I was a little bit stressed there for a moment. I'm like, no. and I think that's actually intentional. Um, I, I, I've seen a lot of people online. If you go to the uh, the Source Horseman forum, uh, a lot of people because the heads and even the torsos um, come apart at the waist um, quite easily. Uh, people are swapping parts all over the place and putting. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, heads, yeah. different heads on different bodies, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is amazing just how modular these these figures are. For and sure. Yeah. It's um. Well, it was. I mean, you know, obviously when it when it first happens, you're like, oh no, my toy is broken. Mm, uh, but then mm. when you, you see, like, oh, well, I can see how these kind of fit together, and you know how how modular they are. It's really clever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like like anything that has got. A lot of pieces to it you know there's fiddly bits and there's things that stick better than other things um but um the the just the the construction um is amazing and also the ability to take things like the pauldron would you say they are pauldrons oh pauldron yeah pauldron 
I'll I'll just call them shoulder pads. Um, the you know, and and imagine how okay, this piece can work for a smaller scale figure like a dwarf, but then also um, the same piece with different styling and and paint mm-hmm. work on a, a larger figure. It's so clever. Yeah, and it's really quite amazing because there's a lot of variety in the figures um, that that were available, but when you sit down and actually study each of the figures, you can see that the horsemen have been incredibly clever in the reuse um, of, of these sculpts. And, um, you know, so for example, with the, <clears throat> the full-size figures, so the, um, you know, the human-sized figures, um, you've only got probably three different sculpts in uh, in the presentation. And um, there's the fully armoured person. So my uh, Attila um, Leosia uh, is the guy <laughs> in... Uh, the, the guy in the, the golden armour. And uh, so you've got this full plate armour that he's wearing uh, and it's gold with sort of red highlights uh, and whatnot. But then um, Carpathius, who is the, the vampire bat type dude, um, you know, it, it looks like a completely different figure until you sort of stand them next to each other and you realise they're the exact same body. Um, but they've done such a good job of painting his armour black with sort of these blue highlights um, you know, it, it's really quite impressive. And then there are, uh, there's just a couple of variations of each thing. So, um, when you look at the feet of the figures, the, uh, the human sort of figures have these normal, um, armored sort of foot coverings yet the the orcs have a, a really exaggerated version of the foot covering with spikes on it uh, and they they sort of swap them in and out with all the different figures and the same goes for the gloves that these guys wear there's the 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 i guess the the knights gauntlet but then there's a more exaggerated one with spikes on it that they've used on the skeletons um and the and the orcs and so they keep swapping them out like that and uh, Really, you know, you're only getting two or three versions of each body part, but they've been very clever in the way they switch them around. It's, it's, yeah, it's a real credit to them. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's a, um, amazing. Uh, I guess the vis- ability to visualize this sort of stuff and see how it can be applied across the board, I think, is a real skill. Um, that, and particularly to be able to design things you know, not in 3D and think about how they're going to, you know, work in 3D is just such a clever. Mm, absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you work out pretty quickly that um, things like the, 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 the tabard that hangs down from Malleus, who is the, the skeleton, he's wearing the same plate armor, uh, particularly on the, uh, his torso that Lee, um, that, uh, uh, did I say um, Attila is wearing. Um, then the, the bottom half, he's got sort of the uh, the bare legs and you get to see the skeleton legs. But um, from the knees down, he's got the same sort of um, armoured spiky feet and, uh, and greaves um, that the orcs have. But when we get to the barbarian builder, you know, that's when it's, it's really obvious how clever these figures are because yeah. um, when they come apart at the waist, the part that actually hangs down over the groin, so some of them have a tabard, um, some of them have sort of like a fur pelt, some of them have what looks to be um, sort of layered leather armour, um, they all switch out as well. Yes. So you can actually switch these parts in and out. And even uh, if you look at Malleus, he's got this um, piece of armour that sits on the top of his torso uh, and protects his neck 
from from weapons. Um, it's actually a rubber piece that plugs in as well, and that can actually be removed, and so you can display it with or without um, that particular piece. And so, for example, when I was playing with Carpathius, the vampire that guy he's actually wearing one of those as well and in the promo shots his head actually sits quite high and it's not obstructed by this kind of neck piece but when you actually have him in hand his head actually sits a lot lower and i found that part of his jaw was actually hidden by that and so i simply removed it Hmm. um it's it's that easy and so you know scott was talking about the pauldrons they come separate on every single figure and they actually have a peg hole um in the back of their shoulder and these pauldrons just press into those holes on the back of their shoulders. So you can actually choose to display your figures with or without the pauldrons, or if you want to, you can swap them out with a different figure. Um, it's it's really quite uh, quite a, a credit to, to the design. Absolutely. And it's the sort of thing that, I mean, obviously being not the big accessory guy, um, you know, there is a limit to how much I'm going to play with this stuff and like the, you know, the, the barbarian builder set, um, I, you know, because I'd already played with some other things, I kind of knew what I wanted. I did have a go and you'll see on the Facebook page at, um, you know, a few different configurations. Um, but even just with the individual figures, there are, you've, you've got options for how you display these, um, you know, with, with some of the gear without, um, they work without the pauldrons, um, the, um, you know, and then because this stuff's interchangeable, the more figures you have, the more you can play with, um, obviously interchanging accessories, but, uh, actually changing pieces around, as you said before, mm. which is really cool. It is absolutely. And, you know, uh, Attila actually comes with uh, a cloak and it's actual material. And, uh, again, there are holes in the cloak that actually fit with those holes in the pauldrons. So the pauldron actually holds it uh, in place. One thing that's interesting to note is that um, every figure also has a very large square hole in the back, uh, in the the, Mm. the top of their upper back. Mm -hmm. Now, my understanding is that um, there will be future accessories that can actually be used with these figures. Um, One in particular are the feathered wings that have already been offered, Um, but the horsemen have said that they also plan on doing um, additional types of wings. So if you have Carpathius, the the vampire guy, um, there will actually be kind of like a a, a more of a a bone sort of bat type wing Hmm. that can plug into the back of that as well. Hmm. So... Yeah, I, I suppose that's the sort of thing that, you know, some little guide for what to do uh, it might have been helpful only because the, um, like for me with my my dwarf, the first one, when you see kind of different holes and things, you know, you think, oh, am I, is this, where, where does this go? And that was something that kind of threw me was he's got this slot in the back of his, you know, in his back, and mm-hmm. what what goes in there? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, so thank you, um, people that already had this, that took photos um, <laughs> for me to work this out. Um, you know, it is a, a – it, but it's it's a process, and I suppose um, that, that that's the beauty of the internet, isn't it? Is the, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty amazing. And, and because I got the additional weapons pack – uh, I got Weapons Pack 1 and Weapons Pack 2. Um, you know, I had a lot of fun with those. And, for example, I was reading the the bio of Azhar, who is the, 
the yellow sort of antelope horned fellow um and you know he's a a magic user and you know unfortunately he came with um uh, he came with a sword uh, a spear and a dagger which just felt really awkward um i just didn't think you know given that he can actually create life and that sort of thing it seemed a bit odd and um what's really cool in weapons pack one is it actually comes with a like a i guess a, a wizard staff um and you know these things are so modular that you have the main sort of staff but then you've got two different heads that you can put on it you've got the the sort of standard manufactured one with a um with a sphere on top of it but then there's an alternate head that looks like it's an old gnarled piece of wood um and so the first thing i did was you know give this guy the the really cool kind of magic staff and um the same went for uh, both are. He ended up with the, uh, the the warhammer, and something to mention with both the the axe and the warhammer is the axe comes as a, a single bladed axe, and on the the back side of the axe, there's actually a spike on the battle axe. But then the spike, which is only quite small, uh, you can twist it and remove it. And every figure that comes with an axe comes with a second blade, so you can actually choose to display. Um, you know, your figures with an axe that either has one head or a double-bladed axe. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so much fun. It really is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I hung out for these figures and I hung out and, you know, they, they exceeded my expectations. So I, I would um, never have known that you were keen at all from the blow-by-blow <laughs> the, the blow, um, tracking text updates that I was getting from well, you. Well, can, can we just point out that, that, that your Mythic Legions and my Mythic Legions left roughly at the same time from California. Um, and, you know, it was pretty astonishing that um, they left California, went to New York, and then for some reason mine went to Tokyo and yours went to Abu Dhabi. Yep. Uh, it's and But then they <laughs> arrived on the same day. Yes, yeah. yes. So There you go. Uh, on, on, the, on the weapons, um, when you're taking off, like, the back of the Warhammer and stuff, do you – are they pretty secure when you put them together? Oh, yes. I mean, do you feel, a, I was going to say, you don't feel a need that you're going to have to glue them together oh, no. in no, your final? No, no. Okay. Everything, everything is really quite firm. In fact, um, you know, I, I know we haven't really talked much about articulation, but even a lot of the articulation for my figures is quite stiff. Um, I found I really had to sort of put some effort oh, yeah. in to, to move the joints, and so there's no loose joints. Um, nothing actually feels like it's it's loose and you know, in, in danger of either falling over or getting yeah. lost. Uh, it's it, quite impressive. It really does. And, I mean, obviously these um, have a decent, you know, a, a price point. Like they're not um, – and if you try and get them now, you're looking at like $50 US to to pick one up. Um, but y- y- you feel that. Like there is – sometimes things are expensive because they're Kickstarter stuff or, you know, they're um, – people are new at it, et cetera, but these feel expensive. Um, you know, they, mm-hmm. the, the detail on this stuff, um, both in terms of the sculpt and the paint is amazing, but then, yeah. you know, it also really hits home. I think the, um, the lack of excuse for some of the quality control stuff that we just see over and over. Um, and obviously these guys have taken a very hands-on, approach to managing this yeah and they've taken their time to you know do it properly i mean these didn't come out quite on time but but you know by kickstarter kickstarter standards 
um, they're particularly early. Um, the, <laughs> you know, the, um, the, uh, but you know, the, the, the quality is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. They are. They're, they're really decent hunks of plastic. And, oh. uh, you know, something else that was quite impressive is the communication mm. from the four horses. Oh, you get these Kickstarter updates. And I think, uh, as of, current um you know this particular point in time we've had something like 119 updates yeah um you know we we followed the production of these figures uh, every step of the way it was really quite impressive and um you know we haven't really talked about sculpt uh, much but i mean this is the four horsemen we're talking about so uh you know i'm not going to go through each and every one of these figures but there isn't a single one that i'm actually disappointed with oh, really? um you know like a asterion I'm a, I'm a big fan of the minotaur uh, in general, and you know, this guy looks like a pretty pissed-off bull. Um, you know, it's really quite impressive from the from sort of the, the the way the hair is done on the top of the head, just like um, you know, a cow actually has has that through to just the the, the humanoid torso um, is really well done. But I think you know, the absolute standout on these figures is iron in the armor. Um, they really are very impressive. They and I mean, a lot of the sharp, pointy bits that you see on these figures, they're sharp and pointy. Um, you've really got to be careful as you're trying to twist heads on to, to neck posts oh my gosh, because yes. um, some yeah. of these figures you find you know you find yourself getting jabbed in the side of the hand because you weren't paying attention to where one of the wrist gauntlets is and uh, you know each and every figure in this series is just amazing like um, you know Malleus the the skeleton you know it's a it's a really evil looking skull you know it's it's got the little sort of um, plate joins and you know the teeth are horrendous it's it's fantastic absolutely mm. fantastic um so let me ask you this what like just you know in kind of drawing this together two questions first of all um what's your pick of the bunch uh well look i think the the barbarian builder is the the, the win because of mm. the versatility but if i had to pick a figure that is an actual character figure then for me it's got to be um, Vitus, the the sort of Spartan Greek hmm. guy. Um, yeah, he's just got a great vibe to him. He's incredibly well done. I, like I actually I mean, just love my dwarf, the Thorn mm. Orange, mm. and I think if I was going to um, get any more of these, and that's going to be my second question for you, like if there was more, <laughs> then if I was going to try and get any more of these, I would go more dwarves because – I just, they're so fun um, and a bit unusual as well, yeah, you know, like in yeah. terms of that, just that. Um, I, I th the Barbarian Builder pack is amazing. I think that you could be, you know, quite happy, happily if you get your hands on that. There's so much that you could do. Um, and yeah. like, like, I'll just I'll just point out that there's one on eBay at the moment, um, and it, the last time I looked it was up to about 250 US dollars. Hi! Oh. Crazy. Mm. I, I, how did you just not get a bunch of barbarian builder packs back? <laughs> uh, it was a price thing. Um, you know, I've seen some guys on the, the the Source Horseman forum who just, you know, they went crazy. Um, there was actually an all in option um, where you could get one of everything, and I think it was about eleven hundred US if you got one of absolutely everything, including the book. They did an art book. Um, and there's one of those on eBay at the moment, and I think the asking price is five thousand US. Oh my gosh! So, wow. Yeah. So look, I, I would have got a lot more, um, but you know, these these did actually have a um, uh, well, not so much a retail, but an asking price of about forty US dollars. 
Um, so it adds up quite quickly. But the Barbarian was actually 50. Mm. But uh, he's worth that, every cent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, the I think that it shows that people you know, are prepared to pay um, for something that's quality. And mm. obviously it's hard to level that at a Mattel or a Hasbro uh, because they have a licensing cost that goes, you know, in, creates a different set of overheads for anything that they do. Um, yep. And obviously the one of the things that I think is so clever about what people like Four Horsemen has done is going, okay, fine, well, we're going to do our own properties. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, take something that um, they've got a life, like the um, – the Ravens um, and the, the that well, the avian, I can't remember what the line's really called. Um, the, yeah, th- that, that's got a life of its own. You know, they're doing new characters and reissues and um, it, it, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, it is. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and I think, I think this property is one that has really got the potential to, continue to be built on obviously they've already announced new um new characters for a 1.5 um of this and uh, i'm just so happy for them yeah absolutely and they've already started talking about uh, the 2.0 um which you know they're going to start leaning on some female characters um step a bit more into the world of the elves etc and uh, yeah my wallet weeps in advance how uh, uh, how how do you guys see yourselves displaying these? Will they be in among other figures or do you have uh, some idea? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, um, you know, the first thing that came to mind as I was unpacking these was um, they really are six inch scale. Uh, I've got um, the barbarian sitting right here in front of me and within reach is my um, Brienne of Tarth from the uh, the Funko Game of Thrones line, uh, and they scale very nicely together. He's about um, half a head taller than her, and of course, as you know, she's actually quite a tall character anyway. Um, but I also happen to have um, some Marvel Legends nearby, and I had uh, the Barbarian standing next to the the, the recent Daredevil figure, um, and he's about sort of um, half to two-thirds of a head taller than uh, Daredevil, so they scale in well. So I've already um, lined my figures up to mix in with um, the Game of Thrones, but also the um, Funko Magic the Gathering figures. Mm. What about you, Scott? What do you think you're going to do with them? Um... I think these may actually end up at work mm. um, because I think they could get crowded out here um, <laughs> to, <laughs> um, or just end up not at display here. So I think these are likely to end up at work and I'll probably be good and not buy anymore. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, if they do more dwarves, um, that's going to tempt me. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a, it's a really clever um, exciting thing, I think. I'm so glad that I actually did dip in and do this just to experience um, the the quality. And, um, again, just hats off to the Four Horsemen, both for what they've delivered but also for the customer service experience as well. Mm. You know, I mean, I've seen I've seen a few whingy people about how long it's taken, et cetera, and those, to me, are just people that don't understand uh, 
what the average Kickstarter experience is like. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, will I ever get this or oh, have I lost my money? <laughs> yeah. Something, uh, just one of those sort of final thoughts was um, I was very interested to notice that, um, you know, the, the paint on these figures is quite good too. I mean, it, mm. it, you know, there's obviously going to be issues because they are, you know, mass-produced toys coming out of China. Um, but, like, the skin tone on the Barbarian and characters like that is really, really nice. And that's because the figures are actually entirely painted. They're, they're not actually cast in a specific colour. Wow, um, really? So, yeah, so the Barbarian is actually clear. And then he's um, he's painted over the top, and my Attila figure, who has the gold armor, uh, has been cast in white and then painted mm. over. Um, but one thing also to note is that um, these guys have, because of the you know the fantastic um, four horsemen design and, and sculpt, um, you know the the articulation is is very very well hidden. Um, but I noticed that uh, paint rub. Is, is a risk, and I've got a few figures that actually have paint rub, um, particularly in the backs of the knees. So, um, yeah, I don't think they're the sort of thing that you'll be taking out uh, into the garden to play with extensively uh, 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 without, um, yeah, suffering some issues, I think. Mm. Yeah, I don't have any. Um, the only kind of slight paint issue that I have is on Asterion's axe. Mm-hmm. The blades have got <clears> some... I don't know. It's kind of like a black overspray or something from the, mm. um, the I guess the detail of it. Yeah. Um, but it almost kind of works as just like battle damage. So yeah, yeah. No, it's um, working quite well, I know a lot of people said that um, many of their figures had um, paint rub on the inside of the blister. Oh. And um, I noticed that with a few of mine, you could okay. see where the, the faces, like the nose or whatever the most prominent feature on their head was, had actually rubbed against the inside of the blister. But then when I actually got the figure out, um, it hadn't actually rubbed off enough of the paint to be obvious. Okay. Mm. I didn't notice that on mine, I have to say. Mm. One one little last question I had. Um, are the beards swappable, like between the dwarf and the barbarian? Mm. No. No, no, they're actually a, a fully molded piece. Yeah. Are they part of the head or they yeah, they stick out from under the helmet with um the barbarian, so that, that helmet and beard are, are one solid piece. Yeah. On the dwarf they're part of the head, like the um it, some of them like the bar- the barbarian, they don't actually have any kind of visible face. It's just like a helmet and um, you know, and there is actually, there's no face, there's no head. Um, <laughs> his beard is taken over his head. Um, that's why I chose Thor Dianja actually for my dwarf is because it actually had the face that kind of humanized him a bit. And, yeah. Like Attila with the, uh, the yeah, gold yeah. armor. I liked, mm. Yeah. I like that. Um, I do like the one that you got that dwarf, which he, I noticed that he's still up on big bad. And I'm like, no, I can't <laughs> buy more things. Um, but yeah, very, very, very cool. Well, thank you. Uh, ben, any last words? No, only that the, the Barbarian Builder set is one of the most astonishing toys I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Just the, the sheer variation. He he literally comes with one of everything that the other figures come with. He comes with every one of every weapon that's featured. Um, you know, there's two heads. There's five different sets of um, adornments that you can put on the head. So you can have kind of like Thor feathered sprout thingies. You can have two different types of horns. 
um, even the, the the stuff around his waist. You can either have the the fur sort of um, cloth hanging down, or you can have the uh, you know the the, the leather um, armor. It's just it's astonishing. He comes with both types of pauldrons as well. Like it's really quite amazing. Holy jolly! I just had a look on um, eBay for the uh, barbarian builder, and we're talking four to five hundred. Uh, but in terms of sold listings, we're talking more around the two to three. Um, they've gone for as high as three fifty. This is Australian, um, but if you want to actually look at what's on eBay right now, um, they're up for between the four and five hundred. Yeah, there's still um, half a dozen different figures available on Big Bad. So yeah, absolutely. If you, if you are interested, they're yeah, do, they're, do have a look. Um, there, if if you uh, and there's also. Um, some of the avian um, characters, the ravens that are, mm. they're doing an all-stars wave. Um, I've got the, the, a couple of those pre-ordered um, as well. So if you want to get in on the ravens, it's a good chance to. Um, there is actually a, um, a couple of sets of, you know, pa- different packs. The mythic legions um, stuff is kind of extends to the birds, as well um and uh oh gosh they look amazing stop looking at these Scott. what am i doing stop um but definitely get in but in in terms of what we've just been talking about there are a number of figures across the different kind of types still available so you hop in now before you have to pay ebay prices that's right and uh with that we are going to take a short break thank you very much ben for um buying so many so we could talk about so i and uh I will all be back, not just me, in a moment to talk about feedback um, before we wrap it up. Duke's in trouble! Scramble the Storm Eagle! A G.I. Joe Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet, but the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash, and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles! Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone. So glad you could join us. <laughs> well, we love hearing from you. And if you would like to tell us uh, what you think about what we're doing or what you'd like us to do or what we shouldn't do, then you can email us at actionfigureblues.com. You can tweet at us at AFBlues. You can find us on Instagram, actionfigureblues. Um, and you might just hear it right out. And... John, you've got our first bit of feedback. Yeah, um, Fan Figure Zero, he hit me up on Twitter, and he said, this week when you referred to the picture version of Name That, I thought you said the bitch version. <laughs> Disappointed now. <laughs> oh, man. So I did promise him that I would develop that for some kind of future future version. So Excellent. Um, be the alien all, queen. No, I think it'll be all um, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, does this look like a bitch? Um, kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. I've got some feedback from a guy named Eddie, uh, who also happens to be one of our co-hosts, and uh, he wanted me to mention that he has a correction for last week's show where he said that the Batman Justice Buster armor was from the uh, Court of Owls storyline, but it's actually from the Endgame storyline. Mm. So. Thanks, Eddie, yep. for well, writing in to correct yourself. He's in the sin bin this week yep. um, for that grievous error. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and our friend Ed Zombert, um, who has posted on our Facebook page, um, with some great photos actually of the Mattel, um, Batman from the Barbie Batman versus Superman line. And he said, I'll admit when I heard Mattel was doing a Barbie line of Batman versus Superman figures, I thought it was a ridiculous idea until I saw one in person at Target and I had to buy it. This is a really cool item. The costume is well-made. And if this face had some beard stubble, it would be a good likeness of Batflick. It comes with a stand, batarang, and certificate. The articulation isn't too bad either. I'm probably in the minority on this, but I think they did a great job for what it is. Yeah, cool. So thank you, Ed, and thanks for the pictures as well, um, which I intended I will put on our page now. I thought I shared it to um, the Action Figure of Blues page, but I realized now I actually shared it to my own Facebook. <laughs> I knew that because my sister actually messaged uh-huh. me and said, what's a bat flick? Like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, that's and funny. She was like on your Facebook page. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. so, that's excellent. Yeah. Very good. At least it wasn't porn. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, huh. Share on a page you manage. That's how you do it. I'll <laughs> learn this Facebook thing eventually. Don't you? See, when I, when I do that, I actually get two that pop up, and I have to pick the page. Yeah. I get, and that fuses uh, me some. When I do that, I get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Holy crap. <laughs> Half of them are work. Uh, that's that makes what, sense. That's what you get when you're a community manager. Mm. And then um, a couple, uh, how many of them, two of them are things that I used to do and stop posting on and then one of them's one i made and never actually posted on yet if i had if i had um if everything i've ever bought a domain name for actually came to be i'd be a billionaire (laughs) i have two that i really want to do something with and i haven't done anything with yet i don't know it's kind of like it's part of a creative thing where you think oh i wonder if that URL's available, and then it's like, well, now I've had that idea. I feel like I need to buy that domain just because I don't <laughs> want to use it, you know. And um, eventually, I, I've let a couple of them go, but I've got a couple that I've renewed for a couple of years because uh, there are other professional stuff or creative stuff that I'd love to do. And you think, ah, oh, well, <laughs> well, I really, I really want to do an engineering podcast by myself. Not that you guys couldn't be involved, just maybe not by myself. I could snore I, in the background for you. That would be. I, 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 I want to do an engineering podcast, and I that's cool. It, it's it's just you know the time commitment for it. Mm. Yes, fair enough. Uh, um, I actually started writing down ideas in a notebook the other day, and I, I who was it? Um, oh, uh, my friend Matt Gross. When he did the comic strip Cats, he actually had I think he said a whole year worth of comic strips done before he even released it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was kind of what I said. I said I wanted to have like a whole year or so worth of ideas at least before I would even attempt it. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, so I don't know. One of these days, maybe it's cool. Uh, well, write in and tell us what domain names you've, um, bought and never used. Um, and then (laughs) uh, we'll go. What have they brought? Just don't. Eddie's going to hate me. I'm sorry, Eddie. I love you like a brother, like a little brother. Listen, just do what I do and send him abusive text messages about it. So at least it's not public. I, I think slap Slackbot has, has broke him of the ain't thing. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm going to be. He's one of those guys okay, who just yeah. want to. <laughs> hey, let's finish the podcast. We haven't stopped yet. Okay. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Let's banter. In... I, have z- oh, sorry. I have a zit on my ass. What? I have a zit on my ass. It's bugging oh, me. Th- thanks for that. Jim? Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't want to eat my Starburst babies anymore. Uh, show's all downhill from here, then. Okay. Um, is it going to preclude you from bantering, or...? No, I just had to get it off my chest. Or your butt. Yeah, your butt. I wish. It hurts. <laughs> I, I'm so disturbed. I so really... does that mean while you were doing the intro, you had, you know, and we're all doing a bit of the intro, you had your hand down your pants? No. No. So is this going to come up in banter or should we keep this to ourselves? <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll come up with something equally disgusting. Okay, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> we'll save that for the bloopers then. Picked up, yeah, a couple of the weapons packs. So it was cool. uh, a pretty good haul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the packaging is very collector friendly. Mm. Um, <clears throat> they've done a good job of um, doing some generic card backs. Ugh, dogs. This is dogs barking at cats who they spend all day with. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. This. Uh, this is what happens when there's not enough humans in the house to occupy <laughs> all the animals. Sorry. Uh, five, four, three. <laughs>